the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Thank you for your prayers and especially thank you in advance to those who are going to be preaching over the next few weeks. Uh, it seems unreal to be, or surreal to be getting away uh, for this long, but it's uh, going to include some study, and uh, we do have some webinars to, to do while we're away. So it's going to be a great time. We're just really excited. Thank you. Thanks in advance. And yeah, keep praying, and uh, yeah, especially as, as Aaron has just done, keep praying for this world and God's church. You shall defeat Midian as one man, Judges 6 verse 16. And uh, today's message is called The Road to Unity, Gideon Part 2. As one man was Old Testament speak for as if you were just one person but but that you are many. And in this case, it is actually referring to the Midianites that uh, Gideon would defeat the Midianites as one man. It was an, an encouragement to Gideon to take up this challenge. But it is, it is actually often used in other places in the Old Testament, this as one man, meaning unity. So I've called this message the road to unity. And uh, unity is a, is a journey grounded in love. So hence the road to unity. It's a journey. It's a journey. Some years ago, Jason, our middle son, took his best school friend, uh, mate William, to the movies. And it was a Marvel movie called Iron Man with uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing the part of Tony Stark, a billionaire whose company, Stark Industries, uh, supplied weapons to the US government. So he thought. <laughs> A few minutes into the movie, William turned and whispered to Jace, I want to be him. <laughs> a, few, a few scenes later, uh, he perhaps wasn't quite so sure. But something in us seems to want a hero to admire, to believe in and to become like. It could very well be in our DNA to make us ultimately want to be like Jesus. But sadly, many choose the wrong hero to model their life on. Um, But for the people of Israel, it had been Moses. Then it was Joshua. But after Joshua died, came the judges. These judges that we're studying at the moment didn't have anything like the mana or, or authority of a king nor did they command the same respect that uh, had even been given to Joshua and Caleb, men who served under Moses. To even call them judges as we know it in English doesn't quite capture the essence of the word originally used to describe them. A more strictly accurate translation of the Hebrew word for judge would be troubleshooter. The characters we know as judges were just ordinary people. Does that encourage you? (laughs) They were ordinary people called to lead a scattered and often a rebellious group of chosen, God's chosen people back to true worship 
And I think this is what we see through the whole of Judges, a cycle of sin, uh, uh, troubles, challenge, worship, and then round again. Not God's ultimate plan for them. In fact, the Judges and Judges displayed many character flaws. They were not superheroes. With the natural gift of leadership, we often think would go with the leader of Israel. They were not courageous at times, and they did not display valor, some of them. But when God's Holy Spirit came upon them, they rose up, and they did exceptional things. So they were ordinary people who did extraordinary things, and Gideon was no exception. He was the least member of the least tribe in Israel. And at first, nobody even would have known his name. No one would have wanted to be like him. And in fact, he didn't even want to be him. (laughs) He was hiding when he first was visited by the angel of the Lord. And when the angel appeared to him, um, he, he just was trying to, you know, thresh wheat in a wine press. Well, we gave a lengthy background to the terrible situation that Israel was in last week. So this week we're building on the fact that in order for Gideon to rise up and save the people, he needed four things. Four things, and they all start with the letter P. Uh, uh, uh. So anyway, number one is position. He needed position. Gideon needed a revelation of how God saw him. See, the angel called Gideon, O valiant warrior, in Judges 6 verse 12, so that he would reposition himself in terms of his worth. You know, I devoted most of last week's message to this because I felt God really wanted to remind us of our worth to him. See, everything changes when we, we know God's real. When we know Jesus is real. When we die to sin, we get real with him and we receive a new nature. Who we are in Christ is our starting point for the calling God has on our life. Who we are in Christ is so important. It was worthy of a whole message, I felt. Who Gideon became began in that moment. But the angel didn't stop there, so let's read Judges 6, verses 14 to 16. Let's turn to Bible. Judges 6, 14 to 16. And the Lord looked at him and said, Go, in this your strength, and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? And he said to him, O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. But the Lord said to him, Surely I'll be with you, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. There's always more in God, isn't it? Isn't there? He gave Gideon a purpose. So suddenly now Gideon had position, but he also had Purpose. That's number two. Purpose. Gideon, who previously, uh, he'd been just, you know, scared, hiding, 
overwhelmed, fearful. He was now given the greatest challenge of his life and pretty much the top job in Israel. I believe the angel kind of waited around. There's a little story of Gideon going and preparing the calf and the meal and everything. Made a meal for the angel that the angel couldn't eat. But the angel waited because he knew Gideon needed time for this bombshell news to sink in. That's the grace of God. He knows that at times we simply need his word to soak in in order to respond. See, Gideon had a willing heart, but he had a cautious nature. But it's not where you start that God is counting on. It's where you end up. It's not where you start with God that counts. It's where you end up. He was wise to weigh the main, you know, God-given purpose. The God-given purpose that he had to bring people together and to fight the Midianites. You know, we can do great things when we are gathered together. A little later we see where, where, where Gideon gathers the people together. Unity is a powerful weapon against any foe. And this is a key for us as a church, having an impact in the midst of a pandemic. COVID's the enemy, not each other. We must strive for unity, but ultimately it is the work of the Holy Spirit, which was also the next key given to Gideon's success. So number three is power. Let's read verses 33 to 36. Judges 6, 33 to 35, sorry, 35. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the sons of the east assembled themselves and they crossed over and camped in the valley of Jezreel. There's the problem. That is the problem right there, okay? Big problem. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and the Abizarites were called together to follow him. And he sent messages throughout Manasseh and they also were called together to follow him. And he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. See, the battle line was drawn by the Midianites. Israel was totally outnumbered yet again. This happened every grain season, which we talked about last week. But this year, God had a repositioned man good to go. See, the difference was a good, a repositioned man ready to go. The Spirit of God came upon Gideon, and he was now spiritually equipped to inflict God's judgment on these raiding enemies. Gideon blew a trumpet, and the people were drawn together. See, the power of God's Spirit working through Gideon drew people together. What a powerful verse this is regarding unity. Perhaps our key prayer and focus through this time should be, Lord, make us one. See, Gideon didn't focus on the enemy or the size of the problem because he got a fresh revelation of the size of his God. You see, if we only focus on the problem, we're going to diminish the size of our God in our eyes, aren't we? Trumpets in Scripture 
often represent praise. So when we praise God, it changes us. It grows our perspective. Problems become less and God becomes more. Got a little story. When Jenny and I were at Bible College, it was our, our usual Friday night uh, habit, to, our requirement really, to go down to Queen Street and hit the streets telling people about Jesus. So any poor Aucklander sitting alone would get harassed by about three Christians. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but no, we didn't just go in our strength. We, we prayed for over an hour. And the, the prayer in that room as we prayed to go out on the streets to tell people about Jesus was amazing. And uh, one particular night, wasn't a night we were there, but this young guy was so feeling filled with God's spirit and empowered to go and preach the gospel. He was heading down the street and a gang fight broke out in front of one of the movie theaters. And uh, here's this little guy, not a big guy, roars up to this crowd of big, you know, uh, 20-something guys fighting in the street and says, in the name of Jesus, you guys stop. They all just, what? <laughs> and disappeared, dissipated, took off. They were just, you know, blown away by this little guy filled with the Holy Spirit. There is power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. And finally, the fourth P is process. Even though the Holy Spirit came upon Gideon and the people came together in unity, they still needed a process. God said, there's too many of you guys. <laughs> we would say, hey, not a problem. <laughs> you know, that would be our mental thing, wouldn't it? Our um, mindset. But God's vision for this battle was unique. Gideon needed to get a tailor-made plan from God for it to succeed. He, he told uh, anyone who was afraid to go home. 22,000 men went home. 10,000 stayed. God said, mm, no, there's still too many. You'll get proud and you'll say that it won't, you know, that you won this thing in your own strengths. So then he sends them to drink and only 300 followed this sort of predetermined test that God had set for those who would be going on and those who wouldn't. And it was whether they knelt and, and lapped the water directly. The ones that just pulled the water up in their hands, were able to go on. And the 300 carried out what seemed like a ridiculous strategy. But God got the victory. And, and not only the Midianites, but all their other taggers on and enemies were wiped out as well. You know, I think this is a wonderful, amazing story. You know, but they, all they had to use for that battle was Torches and trumpets. Torches and trumpets. And to me it speaks of us being the light of the world and giving praise. Well, God is good. When he visited or came upon ordinary people in the old covenant, extraordinary things happened. You know, what about us? He still wants to do extraordinary things through us. But we need to work together. Unity is even a sign of the Spirit within us. Gideon was, he was initially hesitant 
and wanted signs from God. Remember the fleece, the wet one, and then the dry one the next day. You know, Christians are no different. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the power to overcome fear. Unity in the church really is a sign that God is with us. Unity in the Spirit brings us uh, into a place of awesome privilege. But it's, it's fragile. Unity is fragile. We need to pray for it. We need to protect it. And we need to protect it with our words and our thoughts and acts of kindness. We need to stamp out fears, uh, fires of unrest, criticism, and apathy. And I think these are real keys for us going forward. And this is why I believe God's given me this message for today, is that we need to stand together. We need to pray for unity. We need to protect unity. We need to, to stamp out those things that would destroy unity. Let's learn from these heroes of faith that the key to their success was to defeat Midian as, as one man and standing together. Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 2, Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. You know, if we take this verse, we take it home to the garage, put it on the workbench and break it down a bit, we get some key words. Here are the key words in this verse. Being, maintaining, united, and intent. These are all doing words. Unity needs maintenance. <laughs> Who wants any more maintenance in their life? <laughs> are we prepared to keep at this thing called unity, to maintain it, to keep working on it in this season, in good seasons and bad, in seasons of uncertainty and isolation? Let's make Jesus' joy complete by doing our part so that uh, we can do the extraordinary work of the Spirit in, in this world. Let him do it in and through us. Let's defeat the enemy standing strong together in unity. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the life of Gideon, just the example of a man who did bend the knee and go with your plan. Lord, I just thank you for that um, power that came upon him, a man who was full of fear, but who overcame it through, through your grace and strength. We just thank you that that same grace and strength is here this morning. You change not. You're the same yesterday, today, and we can guarantee it will be tomorrow. God, we thank you that you stand for unity. You bless unity. You say it's like the oil of Aaron, um, blessing pouring down on Aaron's beard, whatever that means. But Lord, we just thank you that it sounds good. It sounds good to have you pour over us something good. And Lord, we just thank you that this unity is something we, we need to work and maintain and walk in, but we can't do it alone. Just like, just like Gideon, Lord, we need to do, to do it your way. We don't want to take the glory for it, Lord. You have and you deserve all the glory. We give you the glory.
for what you're doing in these days in and through the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.